This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. Emily Zanotti joins us now. She is the political editor at Heat Street. What's up, Emily? Not much. How's it going? Just rocking and rolling, doing some radio from here at NYC. (laughs) You're up in the Windy City, right? It's 20 degrees here, so I assume it must be like zero degrees there. Yeah, the below freezing city today, actually. It's like icicles outside. See, this is why people are like, move to Chicago. You, you, the real estate's cheaper, it's beautiful, and people are nicer. I'm just like, but you all freeze in the winter. And then they kind of just say, yeah. But otherwise... There's it like a-, a really great three months a year, but... <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. All right, so let, let's let's get into it. Your Heat Street latest. Uh, let's start with this tech summit. I haven't talked to the tech summit yet, so you could give us a little background on this. There was a big tech summit at Trump Tower all the sort of titans of the digital world there, except for Dorsey mm-hmm. of Twitter. What, what's going on? So uh, yesterday, Peter Thiel, who's been working with the Trump campaign probably since the beginning of the campaign, he's been heavily involved, big donor. Um, he got a bunch of tech bigwigs to come to uh, Trump Tower yesterday, and they included like Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook, um, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, even Tim Cook from Apple, and they, they met together to try to discuss what the future of tech policy look like, anti, um, antitrust issues, things like that. Very serious stuff for the tech uh, industry. But it didn't include Jack Dorsey of Twitter because back in the campaign, the Twitter advertising company and Trump had a issue over an emoji. Uh, the Trump people had an agreement from Twitter that they would make a custom emoji for the hashtag crooked Hillary that, you know, kind of bubbling up on Twitter and uh, Twitter made the emoji. They got almost all the way to deploying this awesome hashtag. And then Jack Dorsey stepped in and said, Nope, we're not doing business with any presidential campaigns. So Trump took that personally. And now he's uh, not hanging out with Twitter anymore. I mean, Kanye will go and talk about, multicultural issues with Trump, I feel like Dorsey should at least be willing to hear the man out. You would think, but he's been uh, one of the few tech bigwigs who's actually spoken out that he is not going to participate in the Trump agenda. And it's been this big thing for Twitter. And, uh, you know, strangely, he's been he's been unwilling, even though, you know, Apple, Jeff Bezos, who owns The Washington Post, he and Trump haven't gotten along at all. And, uh, yeah, they were able to sit around the um, the table at Trump Tower and have coffee and chat about Amazon, and it was all fine. Tell me about this other story here. Twitter bullies opera prodigy after she agrees to perform at Trump's inauguration. Hmm? Yeah, poor Jackie Avancho. Um, so she won – well, she was the runner-up on America's Got Talent back in 2010, and she's just adorable. She's, like, 16 years old, and she's a – opera prodigy she sings beautiful soprano she agreed to do donald trump's inauguration she's going to do a duet with andrea Bocelli, and they're going to sing um i believe the national anthem and as soon as it was announced uh, twitter decided to crush her dreams 
and tell her that she was never going to sell another album, that she sucks as an opera singer. Um, and that's being nice. I mean, they were pretty profane. Uh, but yeah, they, they bullied her for hours as soon as she just decided to do this thing, which she said was an honor and a privilege, and she gets to do it on a national stage for the president. She was very excited, and now she's probably crying. How could people be mean to a 16-year-old opera prodigy for wanting to sing the national anthem? I mean, the, the left just hates America. Yeah, they just hate everything. Like, there's nothing that can make them happy anymore. I, don't, I, I saw some stuff about this, by the way, so you'll have to also, I haven't talked about it on the radio shows, so you'll be updating me as well as the audience right now. This professor who said students who voted for the terrorist Trump should stand and defend themselves. What I, I saw, like, meaning I saw headlines on Twitter and Facebook about this, but I didn't read the, I didn't read the story. California professor did this. What happened? Yeah, she's a really wonderful person. Um, so she decided to go on a 30-minute rant in her classroom. This is in Orange, uh, Orange Coast College out in California. She decided to go on a 30-minute rant about how Donald Trump is the worst person ever and that anyone who voted for him is a terrorist. And she asked students who voted for Donald Trump who are in her class to stand up and not just to defend themselves, but also so the other students in her class could see who they needed to protect themselves from. Because obviously, uh, anyone who voted for Donald Trump is just a huge disaster of a human being and going to probably assault anyone around them. Wow. And this guy, what's the latest here? I mean, are people, uh, there's obviously been some news coverage of it. There's been some outcry. He's standing behind this? She's, yeah, she actually oh, is she, standing sorry, behind yes. it. Yeah, she's standing behind it. Her union is standing behind her. She says that she's gotten a bunch of death threats um, after all of this went public. And, and this is pretty, probably pretty par for the Internet. I mean, they will threaten anything. And so uh, there's a YouTube video out of her, and it's been going viral. Um, but she says she's going to fight it and that uh, she was right in sticking up for her beliefs in her classroom. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, educate yeah. me a bit in the progressive lingo here, because you've got a piece up on uh, don't. Oh, it says don't, the title is "Don't Know What Axes of Privilege or Manarchism Means." Look it up in the new Social Justice Wiki. All right, let's start with manarchism because that sounds kind of awesome. So, manarchism is just regular anarchy or anarchism, but social justice warriors are very concerned that anarchism is mostly practiced by men. And so there's a movement within social justice circles to gender neutralize anarchism. And so they've labeled men who are anarchists, specifically white men who are anarchists, manarchists. Um, and there's also um, brochialism, which refers to white men who espouse the socialist ideal. So whichever side of the uh, political spectrum you fall on, you probably have a, a, a white male problem. See, I thought brochialism was when a bunch of uh, young male white millennials in a bar all made sure that they had Pabst Blue Ribbon and the same quantity before <laughs> they would drink. I'm learning something new. <laughs> yep. Share and share alike. What is axes of privilege, by the way? Axes of privilege. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> axes of privilege. Axes of privilege, of privilege Buck. Get it straight. <laughs> so this is the theory 
Uh, at, at least that I learned from the social justice wiki. My eyes have been opened this week because I spent a lot of time on the social justice wiki learning all about all the different social justice items. But apparently, in social justice warrior groups, so feminists, anarchists, um, people who fight racism, I, you know, all these, these small social justice groups, there's actually a hierarchy of how social justice they are. And so if you belong to one group, you have to recognize that you have certain privileges that other groups might not. So I guess being, you know, a young white woman, I would have privileges that people in other social justice related groups might not have. So you you, out, so you outrank have, me. You outrank me right away. Yeah. Right? So I outrank you. Okay. <laughs> Just by virtue of gender. Well, you know, depending on uh, how whether you believe gender is binary or you know whatever um but but yeah there's an axis of privilege so you consult this axis of privilege to make sure that you are not oppressing other social justice warriors ah okay so Mm -hmm. the the wiki is then just trying to be helpful so the the constantly changing language of the social justice left at least now there's sort of one place where you can go and find out that uh you can only mansplain if you have some other means of making sure that you are in the hierarchy proper, like mansplaining can be canceled right. out by, say, being in another protected group. I don't know. I think it, it, it gets complex. Yeah. You know, if maybe you're missing a limb or, you know, you you recognize your inner femininity, maybe that would help you if you were accused of mansplaining. I'm not really sure, but this this wiki will help you out. All right. Good to know. Uh, oh, and uh, one more thing here. What are the since Russia is now dominating the headlines and it really is. What are the conspiracy theories that are swirling uh, once again over the DNC uh, staffer Seth Rich who was murdered? You got a piece on Heat Street on this. Yeah. So I've been following this story since July and uh, I've, DNC employee was murdered in a robbery back in July and he kind of got mixed up into a bunch of conspiracy theories because it hit around the same time that the DNC was hacked. And so people thought, well, perhaps, you know, since in lore, the Clintons are often accused of, you know, attacking their enemies, that he might have been involved in the leak of the DNC emails. It, there's no evidence to support this. But now that Russia has come out, uh, or it's come out that Russia is behind this DNC act, uh, hack um, his name is resurfacing and so people are starting to wonder whether you know this is to get attention off of uh, the staffer's involvement in the hack but it's it's convoluted but uh, like Pizzagate it's entirely based on internet investigation so it's definitely got some uh, interesting angles to it indeed all right Emily Zanotti political editor at Heat Street she is E.M. Zanotti on Twitter and Zanatti's sounds like a fantastic restaurant name. I am just saying. Um, Maybe that's an open one. <laughs> I think I've I've thought about it many times. Actually, what would be your cuisine of choice? Oh, definitely Italian, right? Just making sure, but I didn't see. I didn't want to mansplain, and I also didn't want to pigeonhole okay. you and make some sort of gender or ethnic based uh, jump to conclusions moment here. But yeah, Zanatti's Pizzeria that. in Chicago <laughs> is obviously a place I'm going to come check out. Awesome.
awesome. Thank you. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 